Our next guest, Richie Callanan. Richie, good morning. Hey, Richie, we were just talking to Adrian Bott. He was over in Florida, but I don't think a lot of people understand what a horse like Riadini, as Adrian explained, that was six months in the planning to get Riadini to the gong. That was the race they targeted and thought they could win. As it turned out, he just snuck into the field on his ratings. The field was so strong, but that's the sort of time and effort that trainers put into preparations and preparing a horse to peak on a day. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Bulldog. 100%, Ray. You, you often hear it uh, when trainers, mm. particularly coming into the autumn, like a Doncaster, you know, that they, the, a lot of trainers, they plan how they can try and sneak in and be, the, you know, down the bottom of the weights, but yet still get past all the clauses and sneak into the top 20. So there's certainly an art. It's just not a matter of turning up, get the horses fit. There's uh, You've got to make sure you've got your horse in the right spot and then you've got to work out the ballot order. You've got to work out how you're going to get into the race. You've only got to look at the, the Golden Eagle, how many horses that could have been competitive in the race yeah. and never made the field. Horses that might have won a Doncaster never got in the field. I always think, I think it was Kermadec, Ray. That might have been the second emerge. Correct. Two yeah. scratchings in the morning. It comes out, wins a Doncaster, goes on to be a stallion. It, it's, mm. there's, a, there's a lot of a lot of, lot of parts to the moving chain. That's for it sure. certainly is. He was good yesterday, Riadini. Uh, other highlights yesterday, Rich, and I love your thoughts on a horse called Quick Tempo. I mentioned him earlier. He he broke 56 for the 1,000, almost broke the track record, and Riadini actually broke the track record for a mile too yesterday, so the track was racing very fast. But for Mark Minaverni, he's got a really nice horse here in Quick Tempo who's still learning about the caper, Rich. Yeah, I'm still trying to get over uh, Quick Tempo start before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's had a few of those, to be fair, Quick Tempo. I thought I a movie called Psycho. It was a horror show. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, good performance. Good fellow, Mark Minervini, the former South Aussie. He's made Newcastle home, trains winners. And uh, often, uh, if, you get, if you're betting around the Musselbrook area and that, uh, when the money goes on Mark Minervini, mm. it's a matter of using in the old... I used to say in the old days, Bulldog, you just put your money on, go around the back and just wait to collect. Well, <laughs> now you don't have to do that with the book. There's not many of them left. But that's the, he's a very good judge, good trainer. We've got a lot of great trainers. Mm. You'll talk about Newcastle, obviously, we've got the king up there. Chris Lees is on fire, but Nathan Doyle, another winner yesterday with Star Beretta. So, yep. oh, we've got train- great trainers all over the state. Yeah, Mark's a, a super trainer and a great addition to South Wales, that's for sure. Now, Rich, my spies tell me you didn't go to Kembla Grange yesterday, and one of the reasons was my sources indicate that they cut off the full-strength beer at 3 p.m., and our <laughs> calendar said, no beer, no me. Is this you correct? Know, I- I heard you talking earlier, Bulldog, about the World Cup and about the, about the Budweiser and all that. But you know what? I think adults are entitled to want to have a beer, and that's probably the only drama over there. People don't like being dictated and told what mm. they can and what they can't do. It's happening but more and more every day, Rich. We don't even know what's happening to us. If mm. you can't go three hours without having a beer, fair dinkum. We're all adults. I, we should be entitled to at least have a choice. Having, I could go 10 years without having a beer, but uh, certainly I couldn't, go, I couldn't go a week without a Chinese meal. But that's a different matter. <laughs> Actually, another one of our talk topics today, Rich, is your go-to restaurant. Have you got one? It have well, six. Well, if, if just give me 30 <laughs> seconds. So I grew up down at Bexley. Uh, we went, of course, the Rose Garden at Blake uh, at Bexley North, which was the best. Stanley owned that. When Stanley closed that, he now owns Lee Fortuna's Court for the last 25, 30 years. Good man, Stanley. Up, <laughs> yeah, well, he had the Rose Garden at, Bex, at Bexley North, Bulldog. Then we moved to Blakehurst, Wing Sing, which I used to work in the kitchen at Wing Sing because uh, they were outstanding. You seriously worked in the kitchen? What? Oh, bloody oath, Bulldog. I was outstanding in the kitchen at Wing Sing. It's not <laughs> well, there the anymore. portions you sent out a little less. <laughs> and then, of course, Wing U's got the Western Suburbs Soccer Club, but Wing used to start as a waiter at the old Thai Ping and the new Thai Ewan and then went to South Leagues is not there, then Balmain Leagues. 
But my go-to nowadays is a little Battler's Chinese. It's called Victoria Village at Concord West. I order like no one. I order Mongolian lamb, just the onions, fillet steak Chinese style, just the broccoli. Rich, you keep going. The show will be over. (laughs) I I, I order specifically. I I don't let them put any of the stuff in that takes up room that I don't (laughs) In other words, all meat, no veggies. (laughs) No broccoli. I love it. Honestly, you go and have a a steak. They say, oh, chips and salad. I said, if you put the salad on the same plate, there's going to be a fight here, Jim. I don't want it or put it in a bowl on the side because it takes up room where the real food is. Man after my heart, Rich. Hey, Rich, you would have laughed yesterday. Today, the Illawarra Turf Club did look after the press really well yesterday. They had a little room put aside and they brought some sandwiches and stuff in. They, they brought in a plate of fruit that was magnificently prepared. Nothing, no one touched nothing, it. Exactly. Why bother? Oh, well, I will say one thing. It was a special day yesterday because it was the, the first big race in Kembla since the passing of the, the, the Queen, the, uh, the legend down there, Gwenda Markwell. Mm. At Gwenda's uh, funeral we had at Kembla a couple of weeks ago, it was... Um, it was a great memory down there, and to see every uh, see all the locals and the club put the catering on, and Ross and uh, Ross McConville and all his team, and, and Nigel, who's just one of the great stories. We, we, I want Ray to do a full page story on Nigel, the foreman down there for Gwenda and now Ross. Mm. I think he's pretty sure he's got a an engineering degree at university. Gwenda found him at university. Uh, and now his family barely talks to him because he's a, I think he's a structural engineer, but he's working in the stables because he just loves horses. Uh, there's a great story for you. Yeah, and, and that is a common theme in racing, isn't it? People work these long hours, and they do, they're quite horrendous hours at times because of one thing, the love of the thoroughbred, and that's what keeps the sport going. Hey, Rich, really appreciate your thoughts on a Sunday morning, and we'll talk next week. Good morning. Have a great day, Bulldog. And Bulldog, for special occasions... It's the deck house at uh, Woolwich. There we go. Me sense that last one might have been a little plug for a freebie, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a yes.